And welcome back. I'm Mike with the Turntable Teachers, and class is officially back in session. And we are here for another guest speaker episode. And joining me on episode 54 of the Night School series, I am joined by LA-based artist originally from Maryland. Is that correct, sir? Yeah, originally from Maryland. PG County, Maryland. Love it. And, and we have Rock Cartel with us on today's episode, and I am very excited to have him on the show. And uh, first off, Rock, how you doing, man? Thanks for coming on. Really, really, uh, really pleasure to have you. I appreciate you having me, Mike. It's, it's amazing, you know? It's definitely amazing. I feel good right now. Everything going good. I can't complain at all. You know, I'm just taking it day by day. Everything, everything is everything. Every day is a step. Every day is a journey. So that's how I'm taking it right now. Absolutely. I think that's good. Just, yeah, good. Uh, just good sentiment for anybody to hear. And uh, yeah, of course, we're a Massachusetts-based podcast, but we're going. Uh, we're going to the other coast now because you are you're originally uh, you're again you are originally from the East Coast. You are from Maryland, as you as we said, and you're now you're in LA. Um, so what was that like transition like for you? Um, like going from Maryland to LA, like how long have you been out there? So I've been out here in LA since 2018 and, uh, I came out here in 2017 for a music conference. So I always said that I wanted to make that move mentally, but I haven't been here at that time. I wasn't here yet. I wasn't living here yet. So I didn't know uh, how I like it or not. So I came here in 2017 for a music conference. Shout out to you, Bloom. That's what it was called. You, Bloom, LA music conference. Came for the weekend, booked some studio time, booked a photo shoot while I was here, just to network and then go and work. And then I got here and just here for like a couple of days. I fell in love with the place, you know. I, I literally, literally, literally felt in love with it. I mean, when I got here, I said, "This is, this is home for where I am right now in my life, for sure." Like, I don't know if it's home for long term, forever, but this is home for where I am right now in my life, where I want to go. So uh, after I left that 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 week or that weekend in 2017, I went back home and started planning, started planning my move. Here. And in 2018 is when I made the move, and I came and uh, got off the plane June 11th, 2018. I never forget that day. Yeah, is that like a surreal moment for you? Like, wow, I'm actually like moving to LA, like a, like the hub of mu- like entertainment, music, and like you know what you know like what what was what was that like feeling like for you? Yeah. It was a huge, huge, huge moment, you know, very huge. So I can't complain at all. I'm here where I want to be, and I'm just taking it day by day, you know. That's best best we can do, man. Uh, talk to me a little bit about, like, your upbringing. So, of course, you're from Maryland, as we mentioned. And, you know, how did you, like, get into music specifically? Like, you know, what was it like for you, um, you know, growing up? Like, who was – and how did you get rapping and, and things of that nature? So, for, of course, our audience who, you know, is not that familiar with Rock Cartel, he's, of course, a rapper, hip-hop artist. Definitely you uh, are definitely in tune with a lot of contemporary styles of now. Uh, talk to me a little bit about, though, your early early years uh, in, in music and really upbringing with it. What happened was, so growing up, I grew up in PG County, Maryland. Growing up, I, I used to spend nine months in Maryland and, and, and three months in Brooklyn. And that's where my father lived. He used to live in New York. He used to go back. He used to live in D.C., then New York, and back to D.C. So growing up, spent time in PG and, and, and like with my mother for nine months. And then during the summertime, I'd go to New York and be with my, uh, be with my father. So 
my father is an artist himself. He's a musician himself. My grandfather's a DJ. Um, my grandfather's been DJing since I was a baby. It's, it's this club called the Crossroads. It's, it, it's in Blainsburg, Maryland. Crossroads was it shut down now, but it, back in the early 2000s and the 90s, it was this place on the radio everywhere. So my grandfather was a DJ. So he used to he used to he used to have a Crossroads. I think it was what maybe every. Anyway, every Thursday or Friday night, I can't remember the exact night, but he used to shut it down. His name was on the radio, DJ Bob the Wiz. Shout out to my grandfather. So he was he was he was in the music. My father himself was in the music. My my brother is he he writes lyrics, he raps too. My sister, she's a songwriter, she's a singer. Oh, wow. So when we were young and in, in, in New York, my father, you know, he had like a little home studio set up, and we sometimes we would just write. I, I, I probably was maybe like nine, 10 or 11, somewhere in that age, like 12. I, I can't remember the exact age, but maybe like 12, 13. But I was super young, and I just remember, you know, like we would just write, you know, that's a family. I guess like that was our bond and weight, you know, just, it was just so natural for us. But we would write um, and, you know, just have fun with it, like play a beat and then just write some raps. And then my sister would sing and, and 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 my father had us doing that, you know, and he he plays all types of instruments, and he's built on the vocals as well. So it was just one of those things where it started for me when I was about you know ten, nine, ten years old. But it's as far as family backgrounds come from a family of uh, musicians. So yeah, you've you got to just thrust it into that uh, that world because you had so many people around you doing it, and yeah, that's, a, that's that's awesome. I really like like hearing that. So definitely a musical family you come from for sure, man. That's that's amazing. Like even dating back to your grandfather, that's really cool. Yeah, and he's still DJing today. Like your, he, your grandfather, he has, a, he has yeah, he has a on, he's seventy one, and he has an online radio station right now. He still do parties and stuff every time. <laughs> But but he, he picked up the online radio station because of COVID and, and he's been loving it ever since and he he's literally every day he's he, he's on it sharing it on Facebook he has he's super dedicated you know I love it I love it so any anyone out there like this man is seventy one years old still trying to still figuring out right like still figuring out his way to, his way to get it out there so people that you know maybe just, I. Yeah, like your age doesn't really doesn't matter. Like he, so is he still hip with like? Does he play like modern stuff? Like what is his uh, station like? Like does he play a lot of uh, older stuff or? He's a he's like he's overall, but he specializes in reggae. So he plays a lot of reggae. You know, a lot of a lot of Bob Marley ish, a lot of soca, a lot of Caribbean music. But he uh, he's also like overall, you know, the old school music, the Michael Jackson, everything. So he's like. He, he he just it's like an overall overall DJ. That's amazing. Good for him. Good for him for to st- to still be seventy one and still doing it. Still doing it, and to be honest, I mean, it, it, it it's it's one of those things that keeps him going. You know, I think he he just loves to it keeps him going. You know, absolutely, absolutely. Um, musically, what were some of your influences like? Uh, like you growing up with your family, like what would you guys listen to? My mother would listen to a lot of R&B, a lot of hip-hop. I mean, growing up, I heard, you know, Lil Wayne, C. Murder, uh, uh, Nas, and then, you know, Destiny's Child, uh, Michael Jackson, a lot of Michael Jackson. Um, You know, just that whole era, you know, like that whole era that I remember. uh, uh, Missy Elliott, I mean, I, I recall seeing that whole entire era, you know, like every day, because that, that was back in the days of, you know, MTV jams and, and, 
you know, those kind of days. So my mother would just have the channel on MTV Jams and they would just be playing music videos all day. So I just remember seeing many different artists. Yeah, those that was those are the days I grew up in too. So those are totally uh, I I absolutely remember that thousand percent. Um, the MTV and VH1 days for sure. Uh, so in terms of like Maryland, like what's the scene like there? Are you are you in tapped in with the indie scene in Maryland still, or is it not really something that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely still tapped in. Uh, the the scene right now is actually coming up. I mean, we doing we doing really really well. Like. We haven't had a breakout, breakout, breakout star yet, and I want that to be me. But we had a few good acts that we guys came out of there. Like, I think Gold Link is probably one of the few biggest ones. You got like Shaq, Lizzie, you know. Um, you got a, uh, you got, of course, you got Wale. Everybody knows Wale, mm-hmm. you know. So, uh, and then you got a bunch of other people coming up as well. So right now, I mean, the scene's doing pretty, pretty good. You know, it's just a matter of uh, what we really need there is. We need more. Uh, we need more. We, we need more of the business side there, you know. Mm. Mm. And uh, yeah. I think I think once we once we get more of the business side there, we we'll be able to really really have control of that area. Like want to like that's something I want to do later on. Is once I get to where I want to be, I want to be able to put like a hub. I want to make it like a if I could make it like a music type of city, you know. Mm. Yeah, but in Boston, in a lot of ways, is very similar. You know what I mean? And uh, I, I think it's hard. I mean, the, the biggest markets for music at this point are, you know, L.A., New York, Atlanta. Um, besides that, I mean, there's it, it's Chicago, maybe a little bit, but Nashville, of course. Um, you know, for country music, for sure. But you know, it's it. Besides that, it's it's difficult, right? I mean, really, a lot of people just go to L.A. It's because it's the easiest way for them to you know get in front of the right people and you know there's not a lot of other scenes that like that like so that's the same thing that's again reason why like i got into podcasting out here and like trying to put on for the scene here for the same reason that you're talking about where it's like you know the business structure side of things in boston and massachusetts in general just doesn't isn't quite there yet but we we have the talent too you know so but you guys obviously you know we have like guys like millie's and cousin stiz and joiner lucas right plenty of acts that have come out of here that doing big things right we just had johan lennox on recently like he's doing some big things uh so there's just like there's a lot of you know um a lot of promise but it, it's it's like how do you kind of keep it and tap it in and and you know keep it in in the place that it is versus you know and then trying to extract it elsewhere so it's it, it's a hard uh it's a hard thing to kind of you know tackle with yeah oh yeah one more thing too i'm gonna shout out i'm gonna shout out idk Ooh, i like idk yep yeah, I want to shout out. I want to shout out IDK because uh, he's from he's from home too. He's out he's out in LA now. He's been doing this thing for a long time. But he's slowly rising to the top. So I definitely want to shout out to IDK. IDK had that album. Uh, what was it called? It was a couple years ago. Subtrap? Was it that one? No, it was the one where he's in like the orange jumpsuit, like he's uh, lock, locked up or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember the name of it, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna drive me insane now if I uh, if I don't have it. I'm gonna find it real quick. I was very bad. I was very bad. That's the one. I loved, loved, loved that uh, that album when it came out because I, I wasn't super familiar with him before that album, and then that album like really put me onto him. I was a huge fan of that one. Yeah, he's definitely killing it right now. Yeah, so, he's, he's he's a great great, great artist, artist for sure. sure. Even, Even Logic, Logic is someone, someone that came out of the Maryland, Maryland area too. Oh yeah, shout out Logic. How can I forget Logic? Yeah, of course, shout out Logic. Yeah, <laughs> Logic from 
Logic is a legend right now, you know. Oh, absolutely. He's at that point. I feel like I mean, he's got some un- unbelievable mixtapes and uh, and things of that nature. So, but yeah, man, uh, I just definitely want to talk more about your music, of course, because you're an artist now yourself, and uh, you just released a single called High Road. Uh, so talk to me a little bit about the meaning behind this song and the creative process. And that was this is your first drop in 2021, correct? Is uh, is, is High Road? Tell you about a man named Cotton. I pay you no attention, but I really, really mean me. And I'ma do my thing and I'ma kill it cause I see where I go against the grain, but I admit the shit was done with. If you get out of line, you get back in, but I don't. If you're gonna be a lame, you go ahead, but I won't. I really wanna snap, but I'ma take the high road. I go and get the money, do the things that I know. Yeah, well, yeah, it's my first drop of 2021, and and High Road, I wrote that in January, I think. I wrote it, and then as soon as I wrote it, I said I gotta record this right away. Actually, you know what? I had a session like the day after that I wrote it, so I already knew I was about to record it. But yeah, so at that time, and, and to be honest, it's just a general life thing, right? Like I had an issue going on, a little personal issue going on. I was kind of upset about something that happened family-wise, and. Um, I was like, okay, you know, I, I I could deal with it this way, I could deal with it that way. For me, the way I like to express my, you know, feelings or my angers is through my music, you know, through my creativity. I, I like to put my energy towards there rather than being too upset about something, too bitter about something. I like to put that energy into my craft and, you know, because that's, that's what I do, you know. So, um, High Road is, High Road is one of those songs where, we as people, you know, we, we, we deal with certain things. Not everything is to our liking. Not everything goes our way. And we have two ways to respond to it, you know? In the past, it could have been this way. And in the present, I'll take the high road, which is me moving forward, taking all that baggage, taking all that energy and letting it benefit me rather than hold me back, you know? So high road is just that, you know, it's, 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 it's one of those things where you, you go through a situation and you can either snap or you can either lose, you believe or lose your shit. I don't know if I can curse on him. You're good. Yeah, you're good. You're good. <laughs> or, yeah, I can either lose my shit or I could just, you know, be emotionally mature about it and take that same energy. And rather than hold it in the side, I can just take it and do what I love to do with it and put it put it in my art. So High Road was that. High, high Road, that, that's where that title came from. That's where that song came from. And then, like, a lot of a lot of days now, you have a lot of, especially during COVID, you have a lot of people in the industry that just more so just fishing for money from artists that's not really having any kind of, general care for the product or whatever it's just a matter of how many artists can i get to pay this amount for whatever service i'm offering there's no real foundation behind it you know and i ran into a few of those people and i'm like okay if 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 if, if you a fake if you like a so-called gatekeeper i i have the ability and I, and i'm the type who really don't give a fuck so i have the ability and i have the the non-care to just take it from you and just take and, and change the game and make it the way i wanted to make it so that's the way High Road like, came about. It came about in, in many ways, you know. 
for sure. I think it's, and then it's great because that's music, you know, people can interpret it their own way and spin it to create for their own lives. And I think that just the, but the message itself is really great. And that's why I like the song a lot. I mean, we have it on our playlist right now, our night school, new music playlist, the curated playlist that we run song is definitely linked in the description of this episode. So make sure you check it out. It's a definitely a, a great song from rock cartel. And, uh, in 2020, uh, you actually dropped a, uh, an EP called time is now two. Um, so talk to me a little bit about that project as well and sort of the reception you got behind that. And as of course the creative process towards uh, time is now. So the time is now, so time is now two was a follow-up from time is now one, which also came in 2020. And, uh, that came, that, that came like in the, that just the whole mindset of time is now, right? Like that came in the midst of COVID because, I was already going to do this event called Time Is Now, which was going to be like, I was going to do like this little event in, in, in LA before COVID hit. So um, Time Is Now was already on my mind, but I, at that time, I didn't think it was going to be like a, a EP, EP or album name, but Time Is Now was in my head. And Time Is Now was one of those things where for me, I don't have time to waste. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, we know life is short. Yeah, we know tomorrow not promised. But it's it's it's, it's a lot of events in life where COVID taught it right there that tomorrow mm-hmm. could be snatched away, and not just your life, but your finances. You know, mm-hmm. you 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 can have a promise, whatever and you and you think it's think it's it's called sustainability, but it's really not. You know, we're only we're only inches away from falling off a cliff. You know, so so time is now is one of them things where. They, and there's no need to wait on nobody to make it happen for me. There's no need for me to wait on nobody to give me opportunity. And then definitely no need for me to wait on anybody to create opportunity. It's, it's, it's all in me to do that. So time is now is one of the things where I'm going to do that right now. Because before that, I was doing a lot of BS. You know, like I was actually focused on my career, but I wasn't really in my mind, I thought I really was, but I was maybe only dropping a couple times a year. I wasn't planning. I wasn't planning correctly. I wasn't putting enough money behind it correctly. And then I said, you know what? If I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this now. Like, no more time to waste. So in 2020, I, boom, two EPs right there. Time is now one. Time is now two. And the whole, the whole, the whole, the whole creative process was just, uh, it was just, it was just in the spur of the moment, you know, like mm-hmm. just feeling it. You know, feeling the vibe. COVID made a lot of things quiet, so I had a lot of time to think. I had a lot of time to reflect, and you know, that's where it came about. And um, yeah, that led to other things too. You know. Yeah, for sure, for sure. No, and it's cool you did it kind of uh, in in two different EPs, right? Because you had the obviously number one and two, and um, making it almost like a continuation as well. Uh, is there a song off one uh, off each one that like is? I mean, of course, they're all kind of your babies. I understand that, but like, do you have a song off each one that's like near and dear to you that uh, maybe stands above the rest in your mind? So, time is now one living his life. I actually shot that video on Joshua Tree. It was pretty dope. Shot in the desert, but that one called "Living His Life." That one for me was probably the one of the deepest because. Uh, it, it was it was explaining my journey from back when I was home, when I was back in Maryland, you know, running around like right now, the, where I'm from, PG County, the whole entire vibe, DC, like the whole entire vibe is, I don't want to say negative for long term because I, I, we got a promise, but I come from like a, it's like a dark world a little bit, you know, 
Mm-hmm. So when living his life, when I actually wrote that song and then I shot that video, for me, that was just a complete transition to where I am now, you know, and, and, and leaving the past in the past. So for me, that song hit me the most. And um, Time Is Now 2, Time Is Now 2 is like a little fun one. Get Down is probably my favorite song on it. Just because Get Down reminded me of my, uh, like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I kind of just, I kind of just feeling it. It's, it's hard to explain. You have to just listen to that. I was just feeling it, feeling good on it. Yeah, get down. Get down's a fun one. I like that one a lot. Off, off uh, number two. I actually didn't even. I, I, I knew that. I assumed there was a time is now one. I, I must have somehow missed it. So I got to get back to it. But for certainly, guys, definitely we're gonna link those in the description as well. So after this episode, definitely check out both those EPs. Of course, we talked about High Road, the new single from Rock Cartel, and uh, he's got all that music coming out. So for you, like, what's what's coming next for the rest of 2021 and beyond? Like, what in your mind, uh, like, are your next sort of steps what um you know what do you have looking forward in terms of releases uh going in 2021 and beyond as far as releases go so high road is the actually high road is actually the first single of time is now three. Oh, wow. so time is now three yeah time is now three is coming later on this year and uh i don't know when yet i don't know when the next single's coming out yet but we actually working on that planning stuff right now. We actually, you know, put, put in the entire plan together for the rest of the year. But yeah, so High Road is the beginning of the, of the campaign for Time Is Now. And um, other than that, my ultimate goal by the end of this year is to is to get the right partnerships in place. Mm-hmm. You know, so going into 2022, we take this to an even grander scale. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, that's that's where I'm at right now. And then the street tour, you know, mm-hmm. the street tour is it's, it's like my baby right now. Yeah, I noticed that. I wanted to talk to you about that, too. Like, how did how did that come to be? So for any just for context for people like rock just goes to and just does street performances different places and i've been watching a bunch of them and i think that you you definitely garner a lot of authentic energy you're definitely a good performer uh what happened uh to kind of for that to be like for you to just say i'm just going to start you know going to a bunch of uh streets and just performing like do you just do it in california or do you have you been going like around the country like how's that how's that how did that whole thing kind of uh, get started we got vegas coming up i actually got the tour date fly on my instagram so i put oh, wow. Put together, I put together like a real legitimate tour. So it started back in January, and the first leg ends in in, in June, and then I'm gonna create a second uh, wave of dates for like the rest of the year. But wow. that came about because again, going back to time is now, right? I I'm not waiting for as soon as January kicked off, and 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 I saw where everything was going. People are starting to come back out. People trying to back, you know, enjoy themselves again. I'm not waiting for a venue to contact me. I'm not waiting for any tour manager or anybody to contact me and say I hit perform or blah, blah blah. I'm not waiting for any venues to open. I like to perform. I do music. This is what I do. So if there's a place for me to do it, I will do it. If it's outside, oh so be it. So um, that's how it came about. Time is now. You know, it goes it goes back to my whole slogan. Time is now because why wait? You know, why wait? Why wait for uh, next twenty twenty two and touring returns, or when the next festival comes back around? When performing is what I do, 
you know, it's actually, it's actually what I do. So this is what I do. I, I should be able to do it everywhere, right? Anywhere. Mm-hmm. So um, that, that that's how that came about. And also, it, it just, it, it, it brings a different energy to me as well. Like, it, it keeps me, because the, the day-to-day is a grind, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I fund, I fund everything. So I got side hustles that I use to get my money. So when I actually go and, and perform and, and, and do my street dates, right after the performance, it's like a uh, it's like an adrenaline rush, you know, because it, it just it just sits me back into my into my soul almost. Like it just sits me back into my purpose and what I what I truly truly love to do, and just continuing to 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 get back to that place when the everyday world can suck you into many different directions, but continuing to get back into that place where I'm doing what I love to do. I can't beat it, you know. Mm-hmm. I can't beat it at all. Absolutely. And um, so, for for you personally, like, what's been um, like a place, or maybe even like a street, potentially, or like wherever it was, uh, one of your most like memorable performances that you've had uh, of the last couple of months. I, but and by the way, I think this is like really cool and for good for people to hear because like you're such a, you're kind of a go getter, man. You're just like, hey, like this is what I want. I'm not gonna wait, and I'm just gonna go perform because I can, you know, and I think that uh, that's a really good, uh, a good mentality to have. I think, you know what I mean? Like, you're right. Why wait? Why, why wait around, uh, you know, for it if, you know, you can just go make the best of the situation that you have. So, uh, but for you, like, you know, and I'm glad, it's glad to hear that you have such a, a adrenaline rush from it. And you're, so, you're enjoying it so much for you. Like what's been a, uh, like a most memorable moment or memorable, uh, memorable performance that you've had over the last couple of months. I would say it's, Santa Monica, Pierre. You ever, you ever been to Cali? I've been, I've been to, I've, I've been to LA. I've been to uh, San Francisco, Oakland, and then like Central um, California as well, like Carmel and stuff like that, and uh, Monterey. But I haven't been, I haven't been uh, on the South yet. Okay, so uh, Santa Monica, Pierre. That was probably the best. That probably was, uh, that was a couple of weeks ago, or maybe about like a month ago. But the Pierre was my favorite one so far because the Pierre was that one was one of the performance where I truly, truly, truly stepped into it. I wasn't really thinking about nobody around me. And then before I noticed, I had like a bunch of people just lined up, just standing there, like with with their phones. I recorded, and then I had two girls come in and dance. I had people want to jump in the video and we'll jump in the camp because we we also live stream as well. So. While it's, while it's going on, we're also live streaming into my IG. So that one, that that one for me was the best just because I remember, I remember right before that, right? Like a couple of days before that, I was talking to good, uh, this friend of mine and he was looking at my, my other performance that I did in Venice. And he was like, he's like, why are you looking around so much? And I'm like, cause I'm just like, you know, you know, I'm performing on the street, so I'm just watching myself. And he's like, yeah, but he's like, but you're performing. You know, you should be focused on your performance. And he's like, people, whoever's with you, you have them look around to make sure, you know, nothing, nothing happens or whatever case may be. And he's like, he, he's like, you look like you're, you look like you're, he said, look like I was like getting ready to box while I was performing or something like that, you know, <laughs> just just like just looking around, <laughs> looking around, so... <laughs> So I, I thought about that and I'm like, damn, you know, I'm like, he was right because I was, I, I felt like I wasn't truly, truly there. So then once that Santa Monica performance came, I truly focused, like I just, I just 
I, I, I shut out the outside world. I zoned out from anybody who was walking past or anything. And once I went into that element, I, I lie to you not, I look up and everybody just standing there recording me. And uh, I was like, whoa, okay. I say, yeah. I, I say, yeah, okay. So, because uh, to be honest, performing on the street is different before. Like, in, inside of the venue, I can automatically just go to work. You know, like, right. I can just drop into it and I can let, every, let everything down and do what I do. Performing on the street, I had to get used to it. It's a little different. You got people walking past. You know, you don't know who's who. You don't know who, you know. So, it, it's, it, it was something, it was an element that I had to uh, adjust to. But that performance was, that was the start right there. That performance was like, the, that was a golden, that was a golden ticket. And I, so first off, that's a great story. And, and I, and I could obviously see that how it would be a lot different than, you know, doing it at a venue. That's totally makes sense. But I think it's great that you had a friend of yours that was super brutally honest with you about it and gave you that constructive criticism in order to then make it better and, and look where it got you. You know what I mean? So like, that's a good friend, hold on to him, but also like, just goes to show, right? You need the right amount of people, the right type of people around you. So that way they can see things that you don't normally see. And like, I, that's, I have a great team behind me as well. And, and that's the, been the beautiful part. Like they check me on certain things or they give me ideas that I might not have or ways that which that I can improve. And that's so important to have those types of people around you that will be honest with you about everything that you're doing. Right. That's, that's really so important because you, what you don't want is a bunch of yes men or yes women, right. Or saying like, Oh yeah, that was great. Or yeah, your performance was cool. Or like, good job. Blah, blah, blah. Like those, that's great. But like you want the other pits bits of it too, to, you know, you know, just improve. And that's, that's, I'm glad you had a friend that, that, that pointed that out to you. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's amazing. So, uh, and then, so, you know, what else, uh, you know, for you, like, so you got all these dates coming up. So, you know, if you guys definitely check out rock cartels, Instagram, of course, that's linked in the description as well. Uh, you definitely want to check him out if he's going to be in your area and uh, at that time at that date. So go out and check him out, support him and, uh, support his music. And uh, Rock, you've been a great uh, guest. It's been so awesome to catch up with you and uh, catch up with some people out on LA scene and, and hear a little bit about Maryland and what you're uh, what you've all been doing in your upbringing. It's really been a been a great time to to catch up with you. I do have one final question though, and it's my favorite question that I ask everyone that comes on this show. It's you'll like this one. It's called the dream song scenario, and I'll break it down for you. So you have a song and you can create it with any artists, dead or alive. All right, so I'll kind of structure for you. You get one to two producers, okay? And again, dead or alive. And same thing with artists. You get three guest artists on this song. So it's your song. You get three guest artists, one to two producers, dead or alive. Who would be on Rock Cartel's dream song scenario? Oh, you said two or three producers and two or, two or three artists? Yeah, so yeah, like, well, yeah, that, that works. Okay, 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 okay. That, that, that's perfect. So... First things first, Michael Jackson, he will be a featured artist. And Nas, oh man, that would be the most beautiful song ever. And Nas, be crazy. he'll be a featured artist. My producer would be Quincy Jones. Ooh, I like that. Um, Satoven has an amazing sound that I think is so unique. It's modern too. Yeah, he he does he does a lot with it. Uh, so that would be a unique collaboration that I would love to hear. 
me, Zaytoven, Quincy Jones, Michael Jackson, and Nas. Damn. You know, and and oh man, that's my <laughs> song right there. <laughs> that sounds good to me. I would totally listen to that. I think a lot of people would too. That's a good one. Very very good choices there. We actually on our last guest speaker, we just the same. Uh, this, this is this is two Michael Jacksons in a row actually. That's the goat. That's the legend. You know. Yeah. Our last, our last guest, simply Whitney. She, she had, she had him in, uh, in, in her uh, dream song scenario as well. So it's pretty funny. So we're going on. Michael Jackson's got a streak on this episode. He's got, he's got, a, he's got a two, two episode streak right now <laughs> of choice. People choosing him. Rock Cartel, everyone. This has been an amazing episode. Thank you so much for being here and joining the Turntable Teachers podcast today and uh, being with us. And plug away. Tell the people where they can follow you. You know your socials, websites, all that stuff. So they. You can follow me on IG at Rock Cartel. That's R-O-C, uh, R-O-C dot K-R-T-E-L. Rock Cartel on Twitter, underscore. You know, uh, my, my my website, rockcartelmusic.com. Um, YouTube, Rock Cartel. Everything Rock Cartel. It's just wherever. Yeah, Facebook, Rock Cartel Music. And, um, yeah, look, I'm, I'm most active on, on, on Instagram, so... If they want to tap in, they want to get to know my latest updates and everything, Rock Cartel, R-O-C dot K-A-R-T-E-L on Instagram. And then they can, they, can, they can subscribe to my website too, rockcartelmusic.com. Perfect. I appreciate Love you too, Mike. Oh, of course. No, it was great. Great talking to you and catching up. Like we're very interested to see what's coming next for you. And uh, yeah, when uh, when whenever I'm able to travel again, which is very hopefully very soon, and get out to LA, hopefully I can uh, catch one of these street performances at some point. That would be that would be awesome. But if you guys are out that way and you want to, yeah, definitely anyone listening to this, uh, if you're out that way and out the West Coast, or, or definitely obviously check Rock Cartel's Instagram for those dates, as I mentioned, and of course stream all the music that is linked in the description of this episode. And uh, if you're a fan of Rock Cartel, just coming on to us for the first time, follow us at Turntable Teachers on Instagram as well. Also follow our website, www.turntableteachers.com. And make sure you subscribe to our podcast, whether it's YouTube or any uh, streaming service where you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, you know the deal. And once again, Rock Cartel, thanks so much for being here, man. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we got to catch up and uh, talk about things you're going on, uh, things you're doing and what's coming next. And of course, you're early years with your you know your family and and that's just really uh i think you have a great trajectory great story and, and i'm glad people got a chance today to, to hear it and uh we'll have to get you back at some point for sure for sure mike i appreciate you oh yeah and one last thing too if, if anybody is in vegas may 15th the weekend of may 15th they're gonna see me shut down the strip because i'm doing the 15th and the 16th the strip for about three hours so yeah i just wanted Damn. to add that Oh, I'm glad I'm glad you did. So guys, make sure if you're in the Vegas area on that weekend that you check that out. And of course, it'll be live streamed anyway, right? So anybody that you know isn't in that area can live stream it. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Rock, again, thank you so much for being here. This is a fantastic episode. And I appreciate your time. And uh, good luck with everything that you got coming. And uh, we look forward to following you uh, from here moving forward. So hey, appreciate it, Mike. Thank you for having me too. Good luck with everything you got going on, too. I, I appreciate this. I see what you're doing, too. You're killing it. <laughs> Thank you very much, man. Do it, doing the best we can. We, you know, we want to give indie indie artists, not only in Massachusetts, but everywhere, a chance to, you know, talk and share their stories and, and see what they got going on because, you know, that's you guys are the heartbeat, man. You really are. So it's, it's, it's important. It's important stuff. Of course, without further ado, I'm Mike. This is Rock Cartel with the Turntable Teachers. And class is officially dismissed.